0: Grr. Uh. Just do it for old time's sake. Schaefer? What did what I even say? What I used to say? Schaefer. Schaefer, are you there? Am I there? I'm glad I dropped it. I'm glad we dropped that. We may need to drop the parody.
1: Night has fallen on Austin, Texas, bathing our town in a cool mist where it is precipitating and it has cooled off and it is wonderful. We are back on the back porch. We're waiting for the commuter train to come a-riding by or that dude who has the truck with wheels that fit on train tracks, whichever comes first, here on One Magical Hour, episode 179, where we will be discussing news, minutiae, why we say things, and poetry, as we search for community, comedy, and comfort in this world of ours. Who will I be doing that with? Well, some know him as G. Rune. Some know him as the pride of Tarzana, California. Some know him. I was trying to think of some deep ones from the from the from way back when.
0: You just ask Nicholas about it, and I
1: forgot. (laughs) Uh, But we did call. We did say he had mandibles like the predator. The man in two garages. The man. Yes, the man in the fake garage. No, something like that. Uh, I forgot about that. When you had the fake garage set. Anyway, whatever you call him, his name's Matthew Ramby. <laughs> oh
0: nothing's gonna change my cast. Nothing's gonna change my cast. I-, I was searching for parody and i was thinking about that song and i don't i don't know that song very well maybe and um i mean i know i've heard it many times but i've never read the lyrics but i'd like to read the first stanza now okay and i want you to think that i know this is impossible there's a commuter train there's nobody going nowhere okay (laughs) okay um I want you to, as I read the words, I want you to imagine that Paul and John wrote this about our podcast, okay? Okay. Words are flowing out like endless rain into a paper cup. (laughs) They slither wildly as they slip away across the universe. Pools of sorrow, waves of joy are drifting through my opened mind, possessing and caressing me. Like doesn't that sound a lot like our podcast? Yeah, I know it's pretty impossible that they wrote that song about this podcast, but <laughs> but maybe it just speaks to the like universality of a lot of great art and how it is about it is about shared experience yes. and, and and our desire to do this thing is not unlike. <laughs> Our desire to I'm comparing us to the Beatles right now. I'm various to the songwriting team of Paul and John. It's the same. It comes from the same creative energy. And, uh, you know, right? <laughs> Our desire is to possess and caress Brian's brain. I mean, definitely there's caressing. Can we add that to the C's? How many C's are we up to now? Five?
1: Four if, if we're adding caressing. Okay,
0: let's look for As the. We we're adding caressing, and we're looking for a freshing, but that would be spelled with a K. Oh, I oh, we ca- oh caressing. Yeah. Oh, is that a is Getting that a branch Davidi- yeah. Is that a branch Davidian reference? I heard a comedian tell a joke about. Um, it made a knots landing reference. He said, "I'm not too sure about." the moon landing and now i'm not too sure about knots landing <laughs> a very recent set on stage very recently and i like that i thought i thought it was funny and and i like it when people use um, old references that i, I that is one knots landing was a sequel to dallas of course oh it was uh and who even who ever thinks about that anymore where did um, dynasty fit into the picture Dynasty I guess I guess Dynasty like, was like on a competing network. Some right? other networks, version yeah. Not some, not landing. And those were like, um, those were like prime time soaps, right? What landed on Knots Landing? I, that's man. There's like more questions than answers. Both with the moon landing,
1: or was it like a landing, like a little miniature floor between
0: floors on a stairway? That comedian was William Montgomery. By the way, I want to say his name. So. Oh yeah, William Montgomery. Um, and let's, who, let's who, do some old references to it. What I feel like this was is not guy. I, I think they were talking about Don knots. That's Don what i always thought. It was knots landing. The
1: the little half floor in between floors on Don knots stairway.
0: Oh, I thought it was like a come on, like knots landing on these nuts or something. I, <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't want. I don't really want to talk about Knots Landing because I need to look it up. I I have to be. I just heard that joke today.
1: I never. I'm pretty sure I've never seen one episode of Knott's Landing. Oh, I
0: know I haven't. I'm surprised I even know what it is. (laughs) I know that this comedian said it to a room of people who are younger than me, mostly. Uh, You know,
1: funny if like if us and all of our listeners went and looked it up and we all became obsessed with Knots Landing.
0: I mean. If they have it in a streaming service, I guess we could all get into it, sure, (laughs) sure. Let's take an old reference that most people don't get and let's take it so far that we get a bunch of people like really into it. Can you believe what that
1: not widow did this week?
0: I, I, I listen, I don't want to get too sidetracked on that. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm making, we this is the main thing. <laughs> this is the, not, and I'm making a note here to like, look it up at least. Okay.
1: All right, Matthew. I have a proper, oh. Go ahead. A, a proper podcast subject matter for you. What, what do the letters BHS stand for?
0: Okay. I w- hold on because that's a yows. <laughs> that's actually a thing. That w- hold on, just a second. Is it a we pret- got is it or a wooden I, I, I'm want I'm, I'm going back to an old reference. Okay. Yeah, okay. Your first. What does it mean? Wait, 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 wait. Let's let's not cut out the formalities. Welcome back to the porch.
1: Yeah, it's great to be here.
0: I feel like it's a bit of a homecoming. And so
1: it really is.
0: It's funny because that's it's homecoming week at my kid's middle school. The fact we were already pure, talking about
1: homecomings. How's it already homecoming week? Yeah, I it guess seems homecoming early. is the first home game, huh?
0: It's the first like after you've had a stint, you've had a couple of away games. You might start out at a home game, oh, I see. and then that's you might homecoming. have a couple of away games, and then you yeah, have, have homecoming. But homecoming is like it's the whole week with with pep rallies and the football game and they celebrate the volleyball team now and uh, I, I got this PTA announcement about it and it's very not like what we think of it as well, you, with well, you, like moms yeah. and
1: well, you can ask the homecoming. Game. Yeah
0: that's what I asked my daughter and she was like dad it's not like that it's just like everybody comes and has fun. And, I mean, There's there's only one right answer Matthew. Oh who, might am be I, listening. who am I taking to the homecoming? Game? Yeah. Oh my wife? Yeah oh well sure but i mean
1: you're not gonna believe the conversation that's going on out here you're
0: missing the point <laughs> you're, you're missing what yes, i'm telling you what i'm telling you is <laughs> that to, in today's paradigm they're removing the romantic pressure to pair off that is so to enjoy homecoming so wonderful to them yeah it's good it's cool man you know they're they teaching paradigm these, should
1: be removed till people are like 30 years old. It gives as a lot
0: of pressure for young people, you know, to do stuff like that. But that. yeah, who
1: cares who you're dating when you're 15? You don't even know who you
0: are until you're 25. Yeah. If you're lucky. I mean, sometimes it takes many, many episodes of a podcast to get to know who you are. You know what I mean? <laughs> Some you are, have to, you have to, still wondering. <laughs> you have to reluctantly start a podcast. And do one hundred. Oh, did you? Some of us wish we were. Did you say the number episode one every seventy nine? But I want to say one seventy nine. One thing that's great about the the back porch is that no backpacks were needed for this. Oh yeah, <laughs> for this. I've been traveling to do the podcast. That's the good news. That's the good news. I have bad news. What's the bad news? You ready for it? I don't know if it's bad news. It's just it's change. The world changes. Well, if it's if the world
1: is changing from our 108 degree summer, then bring on that change,
0: my friend. Okay, there's that. But I, I'm specifically still talking about the porch. Okay. Here it goes. I got some news about the porch. The porch is set to be demoed in like maybe eight weeks. Oh, you pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, well, we're, we're gonna remodel. And so this very slab that we're sitting on, this is making me uh, sad right now, now. Yeah, you're already nostalgic It's gonna get slab. busted out, this slab. Your slab, nostalgic. No. Yeah, I mean the rest of is the. Is this ha- going to be inside? This will be inside. The rest of the house is pier and beam, so the the, the added square footage has to be pier and beam. Okay. And uh, yeah, we're we're in. uh th- it's not a good idea to like put a slab in a pier and beam house. Try together. to jam it together. Yeah, makes sense. Uh I mean, you just like different construction methods yeah, yeah. and tying in the walls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, this will be. Uh, I think like my the new bathroom. Mm. Like we, we the, like the new vanities will be right here. We're, I think I'm sitting in the, in the master suite in the, in the new, in the new en suite. Ooh,
1: la la. Uh,
0: they don't call it the master bedroom anymore. They call it the oh, primary bedroom. Right, right, right. In our new paradigm. <laughs> pa- that's that's paradigmatic. So, yeah, I, I, I know we just got back to this wonderful slab, but it's going away. So, I, I don't know. This. I wanted to tell you. It's not like this podcast hasn't gone through remodels before. There was the the great content of the bathroom remodel. So yeah. I'm sure that this will be pushing me to there my- There were episodes from Dickie's house when my house was being remodeled. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sure this is going to push me to my absolute limit, but it's going to be great for the podcast. So- <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah, we need to get you and we need to get you and uh, and Chris Jenkins pounding on some stuff with some sledgehammers. J- Jensen, just, yes. J- Jensen, sorry. Pounding on some stuff with some sledges. That was that was golden stuff.
0: I'm gonna demo the deck myself. All right. I'm a handy guy. I can take a deck apart. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So t- change is coming. Have I ever done? You know, I've I've always wanted an excuse to buy a chainsaw. Have I ever have I ever done Scorpions' "Winds of Change" in the (laughs) for a for a parody? Uh, Okay, I'm just making a note here for next (laughs) time. I don't know,
1: but I'm I'm 100. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I
0: feel like parodies are are struggling now. Now, yeah. So yeah, it's
1: great to be it's
0: great to be on here. I can't wait. Where. There will
1: be a new deck, right? We will eventually be back on a different porch or not?
0: Well, the new deck will be, yeah, we can f- probably record like in front of the family room on that side. The The, the bedroom will be here and it will have, it will share like a whole deck will be like the bedroom and the. Oh, uh... uh, so this whole house is going to be a different place, huh? Well, all that's staying.
1: Yeah. And that's it, just for the kids to do whatever it, they want. Yeah,
0: the kid that's the kid wing and yeah. then and then we're remodeling the kitchen and just like opening it up to a bigger room out here.
1: And your room will be there. And then our room will be here. But like, but your old room will be there like bongo room or
0: um yeah, I guess that's yet that, to or... be determined. We need a we need a guest room. Oh yeah. But maybe that room will become guest slash office. Yeah. You exactly. know, Amy can probably office out of there. Yeah. Because our current, like, art studio office will become part of the larger, like, common room. That'll, like, come, room that'll room. be The helpful. den. How about the den, we'll call it. Because we'll have a front sort of living room or God sitting
1: forbid, room. God forbid we have to lock down again.
0: <sighs> yeah. You
1: don't want to have that
0: office. Yeah. The lockdown. What, what a crazy thing that happens, huh?
1: I don't imagine Americans are ever
0: going to put up with that again. I, I... I mean, I just don't care enough. At the time, it felt like the right thing to do, but now I sort of see it in retrospect as like, I don't know. I wish Is I'd like understood. Complete right thing. To I wish do? I'd understood better what was happening because,
1: you know, I could have gone on a six month walkabout. You know, I could have thrown my tent in my trunk and gone to every goddamn national park in the nation. But I was and like, so instead of just wallowing, yeah, instead of just fear being like and pity, sitting in my house getting all spun up on <laughs> on the uh, lifespan of my business, you know.
0: You were, you were. I, I can imagine really, at that time you were really concerned about.
1: I felt like I had to be ready to reopen. Reopen the front page in a matter of hours if so you know I see, I see. if something changes i had like I just had to do that another you know to get <laughs> get get back to getting it to where it needed to be like it like even I spent one weekend in New Mexico uh with my mom at her condo there, and like that stressed me out. I was like i need to get back I need to be closer to the front page so mm-hmm
0: that is an interesting mindset It's insane it shows how much you care for sure but yeah but it, let me ask you this was there was there a collective shock happening you know there definitely was like yeah. this so, life changed so drastically so fast one weekend over a weekend everything changed and and um uh, Everybody handles it differently, like with grief, right? It was hard to like And you had you had been on a long story arc of trying to open a bar. Yeah. And one year one after year, you yeah, open like the bar. The one most year, stressful time. One year after you, know. you open the bar, that shit happens and it looked like nobody was ever going to a bar again.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. A few people said that I was like, No, you're nuts there people are going to people are going to want bars, want to go to a bar so bad. And you know, when, when, when lockdown is lifted, okay. they are going to be dying for that. And, and I was right. And also like, you know, being able, I knew that being able to
0: survive that would, you know, okay, cut, cut out some competition. And that was also true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before the pandemic, I would say like the bar and restaurant scene in Austin was like, jam-packed, overflowing. No more newcomers, right? And then that happened. New places closed. Old stalwarts closed, you know. The business sort of changed. And I think suddenly, like, in the last year, maybe it was a good time to open a restaurant in Austin. Yeah, finally. But not not that I was going to do that. (laughs) I'm just saying. If you... Chris Jensen actually talked about when he first moved here, doing like a food thing. He wanted to do mission style burritos, which I was like, like bringing sand to the beach. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna open a burrito place? Like, um, I we like for a minute there, maybe we talked about it as a as something to do together, and I would immediately I was like, no, I. Worked in restaurants for a very long time. I have served my last bit of food. I'm not against Free being bird, of yeah, service.
1: Mission style burritos. I
0: Freebirds is mission style. I mean, you know, he he makes a point that like the the meat seasonings are different, and maybe like the rice preparation's a little different. But he, we, I was like, we've already got Freebirds, which is a beloved, used to be a beloved local, and then Chipotle's got the. Lock on it, and sure they do. And Chipotle's good; like my kids like it, and we go there. And every time, I'm like, "Oh, it's it's good." So, what are we talking about on our poetry podcast to There was a
1: place in Houston called just called it was called Mission Burrito, and that was my first exposure to that style of that style thing. And it's still my favorite. Like Freebird, never kind of he's right about the spices and stuff, like. I, I, Mission was much higher quality than, okay. than Freebird or Chipotle, you know.
0: I just personally think all Cali is bunk, in See? a in a very like Texas perspective. But yeah, I, I, I do When, when Calimex is done right, I think it's awesome. I, I don't like, like I don't like shredded chicken, which is I always associate with Calimex. Mex. Uh, this is not a food. Do, do we do food stuff on this podcast? Not really, do we? It was yeah, lot. we talked about
1: honeydews and cantaloupes that one time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cantaloupes and watermelons.
0: That was a hot topic.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Crickets, they're all over the place now. Oh, man. That's so cool. Okay. Let's get to our first segment of the night. with Whittis. Herb Whittem
1: I O W S VHS. I'm um, serious about this. I was driving around the other day. What does VHS stand? And somebody for? talked about VHS tapes. They might have actually said something like, No one knows what VHS stands for. And I was like, of course we do. And then I thought about it. and I was it's, like,
0: it's I have no idea what VHS stands for. I'm gonna I'm guessing here. It's video head sensor. <laughs> did i nail it i don't know i haven't looked it up yet i want i was
1: really curious to know if, you know i was uh, i was really afraid you're gonna be like a oh, duh
0: it's video home system well i i did like video art in college like i probably should oh, know okay. um i know like beta just...
1: Betamax is just a, a word like Sony came up with that, right? Video right. That, yes. That's, that's what we're going to call our technology. Okay. Look, here we go.
0: Video home system. Oh, that's, that's all. That's all it means. Video is home video, system. Video home system. That makes sense. It's
1: those letters are in the right. Those. I mean, we. Those words are in the right right order.
0: We have to. It's like a great poem. Home video system. We. Um, no, it's video home system. I know, I'm saying oh. it shouldn't be. Oh right. It should, it be, should be HVS.
1: Should be HVS. But that sounds like that sounds like an STD.
0: <laughs> should we try to change it retroactively?
1: Oh yeah, we should rebrand it, definitely.
0: Go back in time or oh, let's Mandela affect it. <laughs> let's make people think. People are gonna swear if that it was it purpose, HVS. It's not a, if you do it on purpose, it's not the Mandela effect. Is that right? You can't wait. You can't purposefully if you do it on purpose, it's a Mandela effect. <laughs> it's a Mandela. I think some of those Mandela effect things sound <laughs> like a little pranks cranky. to me. Yeah, for sure. No, the Mandela effect is when
1: <coughs> another universe bleeds into our universe. An alternate timeline bleeds into our timeline.
0: Oh, I thought it was just a collective... Uh... Now,
1: if, if you were like, oh yeah, we use Sony Betamax all the time now. Don't you remember us using something called VHS? Yeah, I think I do, but but then I can't find any reference to VHS. That would be the Mandela effect.
0: Can you imagine this world if Betamax had really won? Uh, because it was so that, much better.
1: Yeah, this there's... is
0: a great example of how capitalism takes you down to like the lowest quality yeah. consumer good. That that's why VHS won. It was cheaper, right?
1: Uh, yeah, well, I mean, Sony tried to be proprietary, and so, yeah, I mean, I guess... Well, Betamax but, was better. Sony didn't
0: share the their... The format war. Sony,
1: Sony didn't share their
0: tech so everybody just created a different tech, so... Um. Well, look, it says here that the two standards, VHS and Betamax, received the m- most media exposure. I guess there were other formats interesting um vhs eventually won the war gaining 60 percent of the north american market by 1980 <laughs> seems like betamax was still in there i mean and yeah. then of course there were optical discs and laser discs and then they, they came out with the svhs i was always rooting for betamax man
1: i remember when i was a kid there were we had because we had betamax And there were some places you could go and rent Betamax videos. They tended to be more mom-and-pop places. And then Blockbuster opened up and Blockbuster didn't do beta. And that was probably really, really the end of it.
0: It says here that the first commercially successful VTR, the Ampex VRX1000, was introduced by Ampex Corporation at a price of $50,000 in 1956. That is $538,000 in 2022. Boy, you really had to want to record not standing. I guess that was only for... <laughs> I guess that was only for... Um, that reminded me of something. Pro- probably only commercial uses. The, my mom and stepdad, they love watching TV just in general. Yeah, they... Like, they had the VCR set at certain times to tape certain shows, and Mm -hmm. they had like just a ridiculous library of like shows that they had recorded before the DVR days. Ones that they had to
1: save for posterity?
0: No, ones that they were just gonna watch. Oh, I see. You know, like they're trying to watch five series and they can't get them all in, so they record some. I don't know. Or maybe they were recording some things that came on during the day. Like, I don't know what comes on during the day. Supermarket Sweep or something. <laughs> One of those terrible dating shows. Um, yeah. Wow. I'm glad you brought up VHS. I'm glad we started talking about this.
1: I had a tape. I was spending the summer with my grandma. And she gave me a blank VHS tape so I could record the last episode of Twin Peaks. Oh, uh huh. So I was so excited about it. So I recorded that and I had it and I was super excited to have it. Watched it a few times that summer, but with this rest of the tape, there was a new show that I was totally into called the real world. Oh yeah. And I just filled the rest of that tape up with like the first six episodes of the real world, or eight (laughs) episodes of the real world. And uh, man, I loved that show so much. Cause I was in New York. So, and like I had one, I was about 11 years old when I decided I was going to move to New York.
0: Uh, huh. as, as many of us are. I
1: saw, I saw Hannah and her sisters. Okay. <laughs> it's a Woody Allen movie. I'm, let's talk slowly. <laughs> this sounds good. Uh, huh. The way I remember it too, like I had the light to my mom cause it was an R rated movie or something. And I said I was going to be watching Top Gun, and I watched Hannah and her sisters instead. And one of my mom's friends, Marcia Napier, busted me doing it. I think, and was like, and I, I but she like didn't think that I was doing anything wrong. And so she, would, and so I had to explained to her. She like saw me there. She was like, "Oh, this is a good movie, huh?" She's like, "This is an amazing movie," and she's like. And I had to explain. I was like, okay, this is going to sound weird, but you can't tell my mom that I was here. I was supposed to be a Top Gun, but I really wanted to see that she was like, huh. She's like, I don't really want to be a part of, you know, I don't really want to be participate. I don't want to participate in any, you know, deceit. But I, I guess, you know, as long as it doesn't come up, I won't, you know. I think she was weird, really weirded out by the whole thing. And uh, but that was the I, I was like. Well,
0: so what was it about Hannah and her sisters that made you? I was always kind a, of a like. Was it kind was of it a part of the story, or was it just because New York was the
1: backdrop? I I was always drawn to like kind of uh, like preppiness and like pomposity. Um, I liked. I was interested in what rich people were up to and what what I people who I imagined were well educated, like how they behaved. I wrote a screenplay when I was in the sixth grade called Truffles on Tuesday, where I was imagining kind of myself as a young yuppie in New York City and the relationships that I was going to have. Um, God, I wish I still wow, had <laughs> wow! I wish I still had a copy of Truffles on Tuesday. Uh, and I like, oh, gosh, I'm sure it was just ludicrous. It was just like me imagining, you know, it was probably like. And then he eats a cracker with some cheese on it and drinks champagne or I don't know <laughs> what I was imagining. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I always wanted to go to New York. So then real world, I was really excited about that because that had, you know, street shots of New York City and all that sort of thing.
0: Can we stop down here for just a second? Mm -hmm. Sorry, let me do this. Sure.
1: See, there's all that dead air there.
0: Yeah. I'll get that dead air. I'll I'll get it. Okay. Well, that is uh, incredible that VHS. your love of New York goes back to a VHS tape. It was on VHS, right? Yeah. Yeah. Video home video system. home system. Should be home video system. We're going to change it. HVS that's going to be the sort of the you know that's the reach of our podcast is that
1: uh, I've got it on HVS
0: <laughs>
1: I've got me an HVS <laughs>
0: you have HVS talk to your doctor you think that's something that you need to see your doctor and get rid of ask your doctor if
1: HVS is right for you if, if you're healthy enough for HVS
0: uh, what what else is on our show sheet? Well, let's see <laughs> what else is. Oh, I know, I know exactly what's on our show sheet. <laughs> well, Shafee, what did you think about um, what did you think about episode one hundred and seventy eight? Uh, I thought it was fantastic. The D and D episode. I imagine
1: there's probably a lot of people who are glad to hear us back in our normal characters. You think <laughs> so? Not <laughs> characters that we're creating on the fly. Although, I...
0: I've got some I've hot had, takes, so... I've
1: had too much feedback on it, but I have heard some positive feedback.
0: You've heard positive feedback? Yeah. Okay.
1: I definitely have, yeah. And I certainly had a lot of fun doing it.
0: I had a lot of fun doing it. For sure. Here's my hot take. Schaefer was a pro. I was an amateur. Neither of us took very good notes. And it was not good imaginary radio. <laughs> a, <laughs> uh, I,
1: I don't agree. I think.
0: Okay. Okay. I think Great. Talk me out of
1: it. I think it went on on several different kinds of journeys. There was the journey of us settling into the game, there was the journey of us settling into the characters, and then there was the little literal journey that we were taking and especially the way we kind of fell into the groove there at the end and we left that uh that sexy goth woman in the in the in the in the tavern in the inn. I'm sure there's some people who want to see how it all turns out. So.
0: Okay, well Maybe we'll record some more of that one day. <laughs> I okay. I listened to it and thought, I don't think anybody's going to even want to listen to this. So, <laughs> not that not that it was like that much better than what we usually do, yeah. but I mean, that thought has occurred to us many, many occasions. Um, you definitely like at listening back. I was just like barely keeping up with what was going on both with ben's story and the die rolling and like i i didn't know what i was doing with weapons like i was being taught how to play D D. Yeah, yeah you obviously were pretty savvy like you came ready you knew some tiefling spells and and then i i gosh I, we both kept having to ask what was the town again it's and and uh, and the, the names like even towards the end you were like what was that guy and Ben said again G- Gundar, Gundar Ra- yeah. Rockseeker and
1: Gundar Rockseeker
0: yeah and so I uh, I feel bad for Ben <laughs> but I always feel bad for Ben when he hangs out with me so. it seems like he had a good time um, no I think he had a good time
1: there's definitely some things about D and D mechanics that's the- I still don't understand the difference between a cantrip and a spell. It's like, one of them,
0: anyway. <laughs> I went on a whole other journey, like later that <laughs> night too. Oh yeah? Like I left here and I went to the Sahara to the oh, body rock party. Yeah, and Then that's I right. went to an after party, and stayed out way, way, <laughs> way too late. And then, and then I went and I played disc golf with Ben in the morning. And uh, I was not feeling great at all. <laughs> it was difficult. <laughs> um, thanks again to Ben for doing that with us, I, you, for us. You went to a party and an after party, and you went to disc golf in the morning? Yeah. Like, I I got home at, like, 4 a.m., and I probably got in bed at 4.30. And then Ben called at, like, 10.30. And I, was like, hey, I... I didn't think I could get away, but I, I've got an opportunity. I want to go play disc golf and I got up, I met him like an hour later and, uh, yeah, but that, but then, (laughs) then we, we, I played disc golf and I had a screaming headache and, and then I needed (laughs) a a few groceries and there was the UT game on, it was a Saturday afternoon and I went to the HEB and I did my grocery shopping and just the hand, I just had a handbasket of stuff. Mm-hmm. The family was out of town for a few days and I yeah. was just taking care of myself and I self-checking myself at, and I was, I was hit with wave after wave of nausea <laughs> and I'll, to the point where I thought I was going to have to like walk away from my groceries and go out of the parking lot and kind of dry <laughs> heave. And then I got, I think I was plastic. It was like bags. I, you know, I might have rig. had I might have had a tequila, and then I might have stayed out too late, and then the sun, and then de- so I guess the dehydration hit me, and mm-hmm. I just I wasn't I didn't know if I was gonna. Yeah, be that able was to. very.
1: It must have been very hot when you were.
0: It was, it was very hot. It's yeah, impossible
1: hot. that it wasn't very hot when you were playing disco. Yeah,
0: it was hot, but uh, boy, when when it changes here, it's like everybody comes alive. The uh, whole the whole vibe in the town is so much better. It's like a different world. Yeah. Which I, I, I love Kadeem Hardison, but here, let's, let's celebrate, but you
1: know what we can do? We can, we can not talk about the weather for three. Months. Okay. <laughs> let's do that.
0: Um, although I, I'm
1: excited to see, I was talking with Chuck the other day, like for three years now, we've had like one significant winter event every winter yeah, I'm excited to see what this one. will oh, be another one. This one holds. I mean, that, the I'm first one was the craziest one. They like shut us down for seven days. I remember? think I'm going
0: to buy a gas generator. That is, yeah. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Um. So just a little uh, minutia. <laughs> I'm just catching up on a couple things here. Um, baseball is in season again. How exciting! Yeah, we had our first game of the other night. with the Rockies. Colorado Rockies not super stoked about that you know who I love It's the Oakland A's Mm. I desperately want to be the Oakland A's and I I think I could be one of these you can trade like they just randomly dole them out and then they say coaches if you want to trade I could probably trade somebody for the A's or there's also teams on the like approved list that don't get doled out. Like yeah. I, I would have been happy to be the Detroit Tigers as well. Oh yeah, I've always loved that hat. That yeah, D- Magnum PI hat. Yeah, is that is that who wore that hat? Yeah. I remember when I was like in high school in like 1990, I bought a Detroit yeah. Tigers hat. I don't remember why. I knew it was from something in pop culture. Classic
1: Detroit Tigers cap. Interesting. And That's Hawaiian, funny. Why not? Why not? And you got yourself a Magnum PI
0: outfit. C- should I do that for? for halloween this year yeah i do the i'll shave i'll yeah, do a mustache shave down the
1: mustache yeah
0: okay you can do that well god i never think of a good halloween costume <laughs> but i could do that i've got chest hair too um
1: no you do yeah
0: so we had our first game the other night and we crushed them it's you know i'm I'm coaching with the same guys and and we have some of the same kids but i gotta say Shafie the thrill is gone a little bit from baseball coaching first thing like this is my fourth season and like when i first started doing it i was like what is this how do i do this this is a new sort of skill set and um, yeah. we had all those talks with alex set me straight and said build the wall you know <laughs> Get, read this book build the wall this is how you teach baseball um, I forgot how important
1: Alex battles was to your mentality in that. That's funny.
0: Alex also made me see how, you know, the whole endeavor of baseball and trying to win at baseball is like filled with madness. Down that road lies madness. Um, But, you know, last season we won the championship. And now this season, everything sort of seems de rigueur, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, That that makes perfect sense to me. And so. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm also reminded that I don't really care for baseball. How much? How excited are your kids about it? Kids are pretty stoked. Like Griffin's. Like Griffin's. Like Dad. Now I know how to play baseball, and I'm one of the good kids on the team. And and uh, Isabel's still playing softball, and she is super stoked. I'm doing like the team parent duties for that team. Well, that's organizing the snacks and uh, keeping the score and stuff like that. That's important. Then it's great. If they're into it's it. great. It, it's still like that. Both of the little leagues are really good, and you know, I got to remember, like you know, part of the reason I I like doing it. I like meeting people. You meet the parents and you meet the other coaches and stuff. If you if your kids just in it and you just show up for the games, maybe you don't meet anybody. Boy, look at those June bugs. Big old June in, bug. In <laughs> the June bugs of September, which is our new. Uh, old folk, folk album. <laughs> <Old> folk, folk. <laughs> the newest old folk, folk album from Schaefer and Mateo Bateo. Okay. All right. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. I'm going back to the comedy Mothership. Cool. Oh. Uh, same friend who's a comic is in town. And uh, we're actually keeping his kid. She's a sweetheart. She's a little two-year-old. Isabella's is, is getting to babysit. Isabel wants to babysit. Mm-hmm. She's 12 and she doesn't have a phone. Yeah. And, you know, so that makes it a little hard for her to do it independently. There can be situations where, like, maybe the mom is at home doing some work and Isabel can be, like, but th- so anyway, this is an opportunity for her to like get some practice and make some skill. She did a whole like babysitting course thing where they teach them CPR and all this oh, kind of uh. shit. Yeah, it's great. But tomorrow night, I'm going down to Comedy Mothership yep. as the guest of one of the comics. So again, I'm just going to be like sitting in the back, hanging out in the green room, cool. hanging out in the bar with the comics, and and uh, I'm just going to try to remain calm. And uh, sure. be cool. Keep working on my act, and yep. Tell people about the podcast, absolutely. D- don't not mention the podcast, is kind of my mission,
1: yeah. Um, uh, but tell them not to start with episode 178, for sure. So I want people god. to, god, <laughs> can you imagine? You have to listen to at least three oh, other episodes, oh my god, before you listen to 178. Can you put
0: that as a, like a tagline on the discord. <laughs> <Maybe I should. laughs> I think we need to rework our whole, like, image. <laughs> you think that's funny? Okay. Just, like, some updated pictures and, like, uh, I don't know. Does A our, website that works? Our website doesn't work anymore, right?
1: It hasn't worked for literally years now. <laughs> oh, man.
0: Okay. I guess it wasn't that important. I guess not. <laughs> I don't think we need a website. but um, we, Maybe that's but why we're, we're not have, so popular in
1: India these days. But we do have
0: a Facebook and, you so know, a website. just the regular, like, you know, copy that accompanies the podcatchers, right? Yeah, yeah. Nothing big.
1: I met that guy. We need to give a shout out to our friend Dan from, uh, from Tropical NBA. Our friend Dan does a podcast about, about starting uh starting small businesses. You might want to check it out. It's called Tropical MBA.
0: What does that mean? Tro- did did he get his MBA in the Bahamas or something? I'm not clear on why
1: that is. He does cool, the branding school, it's like he uh it's kinda like cocktail, like the neon Yeah, I saw the that neon eighties yeah, stuff.
0: Have you listened to uh, an episode? Yeah, I have.
1: Um is yeah. it is
0: it as thrilling as this podcast?
1: Uh I would say it's it it's it's like OMH but for young o- entrepreneurs. No. Oh, <laughs> like,
0: okay.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, if you're if you're into starting up businesses and and uh start up entrepreneurship then it's a good
0: podcast. Some you? people are really into that, right?
1: Yes. Dan Andrews is his name. I need to, I need to, uh, I hit the follow button. I need to leave him a review. You're
0: going to leave him a review right here on the show? Oh, no. I'm, oh, okay. I don't do it on the show. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, you could, if it was highly entertaining. <sighs> uh,
1: which reminds us, if you haven't left the review, dear listener, why don't you hop on, why not hop on Apple Podcasts or... Spotify and leave us a review there. I hear the dinging. Here comes another. It's coming. Yeah, there definitely needs to be a note that says do not listen to one city eight, until you listen to at least 10 other Bontemps. Other episodes?
0: I feel like maybe the ten episodes leading up to one seventy-eight were some of the best of our whole oeuvre. And then and then one seventy-eight just took us right back down a peg where we belong, probably. Well, everybody's been waiting for a shorter cast, so this can be it. Can can you find a poem and just in the misery here. And just take us out of here. Yeah. I, I mean, I love to. you and I love you guys, but we have no more content. Even though the content that we that we created in this one was good. I had the uh,
1: who would write the novel of your life if somebody were to write a novel. Uh, oh,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Well, we can do that next time.
0: Uh, do you have your answer? Uh, okay. Okay, I, I'm, ri- I I'm I writing it down. I'm writing it down next to Knots uh, Landing Revolution." Start Do to... a "Winds of Change" parody. Yeah. And what were we just talking about?
1: All <laughs> sorts of wonderful things to look forward to. What, and, what was
0: the one? What was the other one? Episode
1: 180. What
0: was the one I, we
1: were just talking about? Uh, who who read it? So, oh yeah. There was a.
0: If your life was a novel.
1: Megan and I were looking at the Harper's Index. It said something like. 65 percent of people over the age of 40 think that their that their life would make a good novel so i was like well if who who would of all of the novelists who would you want to write i see like herman melville would have to write the alex battles book
0: obviously okay sure sure only he can handle that uh, i think that um first thing my life would not necessarily make a good novel (laughs) um i'm 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 wise enough to to admit that.
1: You would be Richard Russo, the guy who wrote, he wrote Nobody's Fool that they made the Paul Newman movie out of and Empire Falls. Okay. I think Richard Russo would be a good one
0: to write. Okay. Um, I'll take that. I think it's more Paul Auster. (laughs) And it's sort of like, there's like a twisted, like Kafka-esque, you know, sort of thing that happens at the end. Like, some weird like meta moment that leads to like you know it's not it's not a it's not a happy story it doesn't it doesn't end well
1: i'm gonna say something that is anathema to people my age
0: particularly literary types my age you're tired of people saying kafka-esque i'm no i'm just not wild about paul austry is that right that's cool i i discovered him at a time in my life that i was like I told I him in high regard. Um, but I also had a
1: really terrible postmodern lit teacher who sort of put me off of postmodernism entirely. He was he was working on a book about postmodernism or postmodern literature specifically, and he just stood in front of the class and read the latest chapter of the book that he'd written, basically and he was checking a, it for checking it. he was hours, a Paul Auster fan? And that was it. Uh that was one yeah New York Trilogy was one of the books that we did I see yeah, and I was i mean first of all, I just thought that book was fantastically boring and uh okay i, I that's
0: not my favorite one for I sure. couldn't
1: retain anything that that dude said, so mm. there was there were actually some questions where I kind of tried to like look at it with a little bit of postmodern theory in my in mind and discuss the this was on the final. But that one, I just I just repeated phrases that he said. Like, I remember him <laughs> saying su- su- saying the words, subverts the blue-black binary over and over again. So I was like, Paul Oster subverts the blue-black binary. And that was like, plus 10. Anytime that I re- repeated exactly what he said, I would get a plus ten. That's, that's a, the only reason I ended up getting a B.
0: That's a very postmodern scenario. Everything, describing. <laughs>
1: everything, I, everything that I actually tried to think on was like zero. You don't appear to understand this at all. Mm. <laughs> so, and that—that that was the, that was kind of one of the nails in the coffin for college in general for me. That's
0: understandable, understandishable. Okay. Oh, I. Oh, I wait, did you say what... Wait, stuff. did we say what author you would be?
1: No, I was kind of...
0: shafie would your life make a good novel?
1: I mean, obviously... I would like it if, uh, if Hunter Thompson took on that responsibility. Oh, nice. But I think that that's a little self-indulgence. Uh, I
0: don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think that's far off the mark.
1: Um... And then somebody at the bar was like oh, Dennis goodness. Johnson, who wrote like Jesus' Son. He wrote these like hyper realistic, really intense books. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's a compliment, but thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think he I think that the person who said it meant it is a compliment, but
0: what if somebody in America Above the age of 40, whose life was not that interesting, thought that Dostoevsky should write their novel. What if, Shafie? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if, Wittems? what
1: if, what 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 if,
0: what Zane, what about him? Oh. What if your life was a Zane Gray novel? Uh, that's or funny a, Louis, or a Louis L'Amour novel?
1: I've been listening to Writers of the Purple Sage. Yeah. I found it on Spotify. Just like this lady with this great lilting southern accent reading Writers of the Purple Sage by Zane Gray. I've been going to sleep every <laughs> night listening to that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. That's yeah, pretty funny that you should mention that. I... View those novels as not particularly literary, right? Uh whatever. That's it's like a, it's like a Saturday matinee movie in novel form. I'm close. <laughs> what about who's who's one of these super popular like mystery writers of the last? years. What's that guy's name? I don't know. There's a lot of novelists that I, maybe like you with Paul Auster, I I totally think their work is hilarious. Gosh, what is that writer? James? Gosh. Never mind.
1: Brendan Lorber.
0: Brendan Lorber, one of my very most favorite poets.
1: Unjustified True Belief. Here we go. I have a wealth of insider information from the tiniest spaces like the inside of a toilet paper roll or the part of an olive where the pimento fell out that you hold up before your eye as a Kalamata runner-up to the world's most powerful telescope in search of far-off problems to bring home like opening for your favorite band instead of the other way around or searching for a way off the spectrum of visible fretwork where you only either yearn for the good life or fear for losing it and so keep cranking out the plans for everyone else and they're like, no thanks, weirdo. We've got our own concealed level of expertise to stumble over the edge of into something accurate but unjustifiable. Accurate but unjustifiable, folks.
0: When's Brendan Lorber coming back to town? I don't know. Soon, I hope. Yeah, me too. Well, it was all unjustifiable, really. <laughs> okay. We
1: love you guys. We're back. We're ourselves again. We're
0: thinking about putting out some video episodes on HVS tapes. So HVS. look for that. Look for that coming soon. We love you. And the poorer the choices, the sweeter the wine shift in the center, shift center of violence. violence. Yeah. I'm making defeats, my roots are strong and sturdy, and I'm about to come forth, cruising for a bruising, a formidable force, a man by a funky donkey, now I'm standing in front, I got the OG formula to get it all done, so step the back and put your ear to the ground, cause I'm on a war path and I ain't backing down. Stand up, stand up, fight the fight, stand up, stand up, knock out stand up, stand up, stand up, don't back down, stand up, stand up, and you're going down, stand up, stand up, fight the fight, stand up. Shell. So I think it's about time I express myself. Cause it's hidden on the top of a buried city, of gold and a goal in a full kind of street. Credit 10 folds. So I'm going through the back door while you ain't looking. No bridging you at the knees and causing a crippling. So step up f- down, cause I'm stepping up. And it's never too late for a late bloomerizer. Stand up stand up fight the fight stand up stand up knock out gonna...